Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like, do we, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna no, just riff, riff it. Oh, oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I think I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the new new nostalgic front. I'm Patrick Hasty, and I'm Brandon Reem. How is it going, Brandon? Patrick. Yeah. Let me just tell you, it is going fantastic. Goddamn good, man. You look good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. You too. You You too, Patrick. Thank you. Are you feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling right. It's Tuesday night, out of sight. Now, you're wearing that Bart Simpson shirt. Tell me the history of that. Have you always had that? Uh, I ordered it on Amazon a couple years ago. I like it. Let me see it a little more. Show it to me. It's Bart Simpson in his classic Simpson style, and it says, Don't have a cow man. Which, as a a child of farmers, of course, that offends me, but as a fan of The Simpsons, I love it. And as a now-practicing vegan or uh, vegetarian. Well, I stand uh, by it. Yeah. Don't have a cow man. Uh, How have you been? What have you been up to, man? What's new? Uh, Well, uh, still trucking around on some Star Wars audiobooks while I play video games. Sure. Uh, I found out that there's an app. I just started the Thrawn trilogy. Oh the yeah, original Timothy Zahn one, Air yeah. of the Empire. So I got going those. through there because uh, apparently, uh, go ahead and get online and get yourself a New York library card, and mm-hmm. then you can uh, download Libby dot com, and then uh, just like that, you have access to over a hundred Star Wars books on audiobook Good. free. And when I lived in Des Moines, I did that with the Des Moines Library, but they only had like 15 audiobooks at the time. Yeah, that's well, how I. New, that's how I. New York Public Library's got a little bit bigger of a. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? They also got fucking ghosts oh. in it, dude. Yeah, I've right? seen that movie. Um, that's great. I love that. I I've got to ask: Have you yesterday was DC? Uh, whatever the fuck. DC DC Comics made a huge. A 24-hour Comic-Con type experience online. Yeah. Did you watch any of that? Were you into any of that? I've seen the Batman trailer and the Black Adam teaser. Yeah, the Batman trailer looks pretty fucking good. Um, One thing I'm a little bummed about is... So apparently they're doing a HBO Max tie-in series that's called like Gotham... It's like Gotham Precinct or something. And it's a the print, the show is about a dirty cop who is working Gotham while uh, Batman is starting out in year one. And I'm just like, do you think we really need a show about a bad cop in 2020, you know? Right. Like, that just seems like bad. Well, I mean, I'd rather watch that than the good cop ones, because I know when I watch the good cop ones... Yeah, I don't want any cop shows. Maybe just let us have a show about Batman, you know? We already had Gotham. Gotham did everything we needed to know, you know? Uh, but that was good. Also, I am so upset. I watched the Zack Snyder panel, and I think I'm going to really like the Snyder cut. And boy, does that piss me off! Why? Just because I I thought the Snyder cut fandom thing was all led by like a bunch of piece of shit incel people, but turns out it was all led by like cool people. Like it was started by like a girl in China, and it has like very like positive things to it. And and Joss Whedon is like an asshole. 
So, like, my whole going into it thoughts on what the whole, we want the Snyder Cut, turns out I was just wrong in it all, you know? Oh, yeah, speaking of Joss Whedon, uh, rewatched Buffy, uh, the oh, original, yeah? for sure. the first time, and since it was, like, on cable, and man, that, uh, that movie aged exceedingly well. Fucking Christy Swanson oh. kicks so much ass in it. Like, yeah. it makes you wonder why the fuck she wasn't in everything after it. Great yeah. comedic timing. Fucking doing a lot of her own, like, ass kick. Like, she kicks ass on screen, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's some shots where she's throwing down, like, six kicks in the, mm-hmm. in the shot, kicking everybody's ass. Uh, fucking Pee Wee Herman's great in it. Donald Sutherland and Rutger Hauer are good in it. Uh, like... J- the James Dean of the '90s, Luke Perry, is in it. He's fucking great. Good David Arquette, Hillary Swank, like uh, yeah, it's a good movie on its own. But retroactively going back to it, it's even better. And then also Damn. just knowing like all that it wound up spawning as well. Also, uh, the style is on point throughout. Yeah. I uh, I have not seen that movie. Since the Fox 42 aired it like in 95, like when yeah. they did the like the we're going to air it on TV tonight. And I loved it. I It was like I was telling people at school that it was my favorite movie of all time. And then really I made, never, never yeah. watched the series or anything. Never really got into it. Never watched the series either. Uh, but uh, should definitely go back and watch the TV show or the movie. I, the movie. Also, Christy, get, Christy Swanson was great in the. Did you ever see the chase? Yeah, that's it. Uh uh, Anders Lee was just she went from that to Big how, Daddy, and that was it. Anders Lee tweeted about how in the chase, uh, that movie came out before the O.J. Simpson tr- chase. Yeah, like uh, we all, I just assumed, and Anders said the same thing that it was like that was a reaction to O.J., but that was before all of that. So that's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Do you think O.J. I have saw- a bad reaction to O.J. after I brush my teeth. Yeah, you're right. Uh, do you think O.J. watched? Uh, the chase with Charlie Sheen and Chrissy Swanson was like, I got an idea. Somebody call up Marcus Allen or whatever the fuck. Or A, what was it? AC? Uh, yeah, it wasn't Marcus was Allen. The, it wasn't Marcus. It was somebody else. Anyways, Marcus Allen was the reason why he uh, was in the chase, though. So. Yeah, Marcus Allen did have his fingerprints all over uh, that mentality. <laughs> well, no, it was more so he had his fingerprints on OJ's ex-wife. No, I know, but that's what led him to, I'm saying. Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, tell you what I've been up to. So I watched all that yeah. DC stuff. Oh, got to tell you about the funniest thing that happened in the Shazam panel. Uh, so on the Shazam panel, which was like all these different movies had different panels that were all done different ways. Yeah. And the a Shazam lot of them was, panels where you enter your uh, ATM information, right? Yeah. Right. A lot of them were really shitty. A lot of them were like just bad zoom quality, you know, but the Shazam one was done really, really well. And the whole time it's being led by Zachary Levy and he's like talking and the whole time they're Chuck. like, where's Adam? Adam Brody is late. He's supposed to be here. That's the joke of it. And with like five minutes left, uh, Zachary Levy's like, oh, hold on. Somebody's joining the chat. I bet this is Adam. And it pops up and it's fucking Sinbad. <laughs> and so Sinbad's on there and Zachary Levy's like, are Sinbad? Sinbad? Yeah. He's like, Sinbad, what are you doing here? Are you in Shazam too? And Sinbad goes, you tell me, John Krasinski. Apparently, I was in Shazam 1. And it does, he does a whole joke about that 
Shazam, how oh. they say Sinbad was in Shazam. But it was so yeah. funny that he, he called him John Krasinski. <laughs> oh, it's really, really good. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited for all the stuff coming out of DC. I do think it's a bummer that they fired all I hate everything that's coming out of DC. Can't oh, wait. for sure. Uh, those fucking fuckers in the White House. Uh, let's see. I also I had something else. Oh, this is exciting. Yesterday, I went ahead after doing our YouTube uh, video, our YouTube fun size and our collections fun size. Yesterday, I pulled the trigger and I went ahead and bought, I don't know, like 20 action figures off of eBay. Nice. Yeah, from our friend uh, Brian Arginello's eBay store, I got uh, the originals. You know, all four turtles, all turtle K- stuff. Casey. K. I think I got a case. It's like a lot. I mean, it meaning it's a lot of toys. You're not like. Did a you get a vehicle or a playset for them to stand around? Not yet, but I did buy a big ass shelf yesterday that I'm going to hang up in my bedroom I, just for. I toys. think you should get the van. I think if I get so, what I want to do is I want to see which which ones I connect with the most, right? And then what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to get the the helicopter. Because I okay, love yeah. the turtle. I think copter. the helicopter or the van are the most prevent presentable. You and know I what never I mean? had the van or the as sewer. A kid. I, I I'm going to get. But a if sewer you get the sewer, th- then you have to get the Technodrome. I'm going to get the sewer in the long term, but I want to make sure that it can fit on the shelf I bought first. So I got to do hmm. some measuring. Um, but I got an Ace Duck. I know. I think there's an April mixed in there. There's a weird Shredder, or there's a like a Shredder, um, Super Shredder character. No, I want no a castle gray skull and a snake eyes. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brian also sent me a photo. He's got this sick ass. Uh, um, they're putting out a new uh, Panther and Battle Cat, but they look like the originals. Yeah. He just those got are my those, bookends. Those are, those are really cool. Yeah. It's really neat. Um, let's see. Uh, you, are you, you're not watching any sports. Are you watching any baseball at all? I know you like baseball. I'm watching practice highlights of. Tons of teams on Twitter. I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. Sure. NFL? Yeah, I got to get those fantasy draft boards figured out. Got to sure, figure sure. out my tiers, you know? Yeah. I've gotta... been crying a lot too lately, buddy. I'll tell you that. Fantasy uh, tiers. Those are real tiers. Yeah. I, uh, I've i been watching basketball. I'm having fun with that. Uh, hockey's dead to me. Yeah. It's been a... Uh, I like this. I like that we're doing the podcast every week again. It makes me feel like we're... Uh, connecting a little more, mm-hmm. you know, we're almost getting bored. We're almost doing the same thing. You know, it's like you're, you're reading star Wars. I'm thinking about toys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm deep in the star Wars. Oh, Except- I'll see this. An- another thing I've been doing is I've been watching, uh, uh, deep space nine. I started nice. star Trek deep space nine from the beginning and I'm loving it. I've watched it off and on a thousand times over the years, but I feel like I'm literally watching it for the first time and I'm loving it. So that's rad. I want to fire up the CBS All Access and check out that Star Trek Lower Levels animated series. Oh, I watched the... Oh, that, did we talk about that? I watched no. the first episode. It's really, really good. The first episode's good. on YouTube for free. It's funny and it's good and it's like well acted and everything. So yeah. Uh, it feels real. It feels like something I wish I would have had when I was a kid. Well, uh, we had the better Star Trek cartoon at least. What are you talking about? The fucking one from the 80s that's like stilted it's and like shit? It's like from the 60s. Yeah, that's it sucks good. ass. But if, if I was a kid and my dad was watching like Next Generation and I could watch this Lower Deck show, that would kick ass. 
Um, all right. Well, hey, let's say we take a break and bring in our uh, kick-ass guest. How's that sound? Let's do it. San Hanna Barbera Penitentiary, one of the largest and toughest maximum security prisons in all of Burbank, home to some of the world's most notorious criminals. In 1969, 17 villains were sent to San Hanna Barbera. All of them are masters of disguise. Most of them are middle-aged men. None of them are very smart. Watch the pretty coin of gold, and you will do as you are told. You are getting sleepy, very sleepy. You are a very sleepy man. You want a book of what? I'll take a Reader's Digest. For the Scooby-Doo villain, San Hanna-Barbera represents the end of the line. Due to the harsh living conditions, cramped cells, and iron-fisted discipline, hundreds of escape attempts have been made. All of them looked good on paper. Most of them involved months of planning. None of them ever worked. One of those morons left the front gate unlocked. We could walk right out and kiss this dump goodbye. No, that'll never work. It's too easy. What we need is some glow-in-the-dark paint. I am the film projector! Dry ice! Dry ice! (laughs) Hope is a rare commodity at San Hanna-Barbera. The inmates are all serving life sentences with no chance for parole. The interesting thing about San Hanna's parole board is that there isn't one. I'm a different person now, and I think the parole board knows that. In fact, I just got my real estate license. I learned that scaring people away from property only drives down the value of the land. If I'd only known that 30 years ago. But my parents were carny folk. They did the best they could. Give me a minute, would you? <laughs> and so it goes at San Hanna Barbera Penitentiary. Behind this fortress of concrete and barbed wire, the Scooby-Doo villains have a lifetime to come to terms with their crimes against society. Each inmate shackled with the knowledge that they'd probably still be free had it not been for a certain group of meddling kids. <laughs> and we're back. Ooh. Ooh. What a what a good commercial. It was a great commercial. It was a great commercial, man. Hell I... yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of hell yeah, we got a great guest today. We're always speaking of hell yeah. We are. We do speak of hell yeah quite a bit. The Church know? of Hell Yeah. Thank you. What is that? I don't know. Like, uh, pretty badass sounding, though. It I'd is, go. right? We should have called our podcast the Church of Hell Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're back on the Church of Hell Yeah. Today's guest, uh, <laughs> listeners, you love him. You know him. He's performed at the Montreal Just for Laughs Comedy yeah. Festival. He's performed at the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver, Colorado. Uh, he has a brand new album called Cherubic, Cherubic, uh, that's out September 4th on Blonde Medicine Records, so make sure to get that next week. Uh, and also one time Todd Glass called him the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, go crazy for our friend Mike Carroza. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Mike, how, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's so nice to see you again. It's great to see you. Hey, now, Mike, do you, have you and Reem met before? I believe we've met oh. once in, um, get this, the Creek Basement Mike seven years ago. Uh, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. The math yeah. checks out. Or it was either that or we had, because I know 
we had we were on two shows together that night, and I was just visiting. But I think we both were on a show at like Five Spot or um, a show that Nate. I'm blanking on his name. Isn't it Nate Townsend? Um, Nate Townsend, Nat Townsend, Nat Townsend uh, put on a show and he had us both on. And then we both ended up taking the train to Creek in the Cave, but we hadn't really quite met. And we kind (laughs) of just like made the journey separately and then saw each other at Creek and was like, what's up? Okay, cool. And that (laughs) (laughs) I love that's how that's how we meet. Yeah, Yeah, everybody. But this was Uh, like one time nearly a decade ago. (laughs) So, yeah, I what? One time, Casey McGowan, comedian Casey McGowan, uh, did my old show in Queens, and I didn't know him yet. He had just started or just moved here or something, and Sam booked him. And so we rode the train, like, literally sitting across from each other for, like, 30 stops, (laughs) got off, walked to the venue together, walked in at the same time, and I was like, are you fucking a comic? And he's like, yeah, I'm on your show, Patrick. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Why didn't you introduce yourself? Yeah, the whole time. He knew who I was, but... Oh, well, you weren't. Uh, you have to be like to a certain level of friends with somebody to approach them on the train. I agree. Because uh, because yeah. we... odds are you're both going to the same place. You know. Yeah. Hey, and, Reem, uh, remember that time we sandbagged Julio Torres on the train? That was great. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Saturday Night Live HBO superstar. Me and Reem just goofing on him for a half an hour. That was a good trip. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Mike. Where are you from? I know we, I know you live up in God's Canada, but where are you from? I'm from Montreal in Quebec, Ooh. and that's where I am right now uh, until this Friday. I'm driving back to Toronto where I live uh, in Toronto. Sure. I moved there about three years ago, but uh, mm-hmm. for quarantine purposes, I've been home with my family. And now that uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to work and the pandemic has been a little bit less goofy in Canada than it is in the States... Um, mm-hmm. that, that means, uh, I get to go back to Toronto and, uh, get back to work and do some shows. And so, uh, Good. I'm heading back soon. Is it feel for, or does it feel, uh, I don't know. Do you feel like you're coming over the hill when it comes to the pandemic up there in Canada? I'm honestly not sure because I, I sure. realized throughout this whole thing that, uh, my high energy, my big, mm-hmm. my big, uh, energy ball personality that we both share is a byproduct of apparently a lot of anxiety that I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah. So, uh, I just thought I was this, this quirky fun dum dum who's a little bit of a control freak and that I won't ride roller coasters. No, it turns out I'm terrified of everything so uh yeah so it's been uh it's been a tough um it's been a tough quarantine uh panic attacks all the time but uh just doing my best and uh with with canada it's kind of weird because a lot of people certainly are treating it like it's over but it isn't over um the bubble system is what we've been doing but people have been kind of unclear on the rules and it's been working out just fine shows have Mm -hmm. started out uh again in in comedy bar and in toronto and uh uh like an open micer started a like a venue in her backyard and bought this giant tent and it's like a big backyard where she's putting on these like basically an open mic back there but like a semi-booked open mic so uh comics who aren't 
like working professionals can also still get some stage time and it's really really That's nice cool. but she'll s- still book a couple like solid comics and yeah, let some pros. audience in but honestly it's yeah. it's it's been cool to watch and be like okay am i ready to be back in it sure and then i'm also like i'm only on leave from work for so long and then i'm terrified yeah. of everything else so we'll see how it goes i've just been diving head deep into magic the gathering uh this whole time <laughs> oh, nice so <laughs> yeah uh, that's oh but what I, uh what deck you working on at the moment uh i've got i've got so many i've got too many uh commander decks i play edh primarily and i didn't bring all my cards with me obviously um, from Toronto, I've got nearly 50 <laughs> It'd decks. It'd be funny if it's like, there's a pandemic, quick, grab all the cards. <laughs> I mean... I gotta get my ass to Montreal. Here's the thing. That was my reaction. I was like, yeah. I better bring f- six decks so I don't get bored of them, and maybe my family will, will um, choose to learn how to play. Uh, but they... <laughs> Did they? Nope. Uh, ah, fuck. But I got my friends here that I play with, and everybody's been so safe and stuff that we decided like we'll we'll play actually that's what i, I i've got to do that uh later this this week so oh nice yeah it's gonna be nice did you uh have you played magic forever um i so i got into it when i was a kid when i was about 10 mm-hmm. i got into it and then i was heavy into it for a little bit didn't quite understand it i just like getting cards and putting them together and it was kitchen yeah. table magic and then I stopped. I sold a bunch of them for, you know, a nice chunk of change, which was cool. But nice. uh, then I got back into it, quit again. And then now I've been back into it for like six years. And oh, shit, it's been it's been cool. I really uh, yeah. love the game. It's really good. Yeah. Reem loves it. He uh, we did a fun size once because I don't know shit about it. I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. And we did a fun size once where uh I like uh, during the fucking show, mm. he taught me how to play and we played Ooh. and it was very fun. Like I had a really good time, um, but I don't know if it was, I honestly don't know if it was good audio, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a to just one. hear me flip, flip a card and go, yeah, what's know, this whatever. one mean? Yeah. What is but Thorn was, Elemental? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's actually the name of my band, Thorn Elemental. It's yeah. great. You're wearing this shirt. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just so, got it okay. somehow. Who's so you're back? Are you with your parents? Is that where yeah, you've I, been? Yeah, I'm with my folks and my brother here in Montreal, and we're we're so we're technically still in Montreal on the island of Montreal, but oh, it's uh, it, it's the, definitely a suburb. So it's like it takes me 40 minutes to get anywhere, and uh, yeah. if I have a car, is it only, like so? Is it like a prison island, like Elba or anything? (laughs) Yeah, dude. Everything here is a prison. It rules. Uh, Sure. Everybody's got uh, teardrop tattoos, so nobody fucks with each other. Uh, Yeah. No, I I mean, it's just uh, Montreal and Laval are two islands in the middle of Quebec, and and they're just like attached to each other. Like Laval's on top, Montreal's on the bottom. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just nice because the summers are breezy, but still very warm. But nice. you know it's humid, but there's still a breeze because you're near so much water. It's yeah, I love it. I love Montreal. It's yeah. the best city in the world, and I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. That's what I'm going to do. Do you speak French uh, fluently? Absolutely, baby. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, man, I speak. Do you, do, uh, uh, I speak sorry. French with a Quebecois accent, though. So folks are like, give me, give me an example of that. Uh, like, uh, okay, let's see. The, so the. I'll try to differentiate them because uh, sure. uh, if I'm doing a French French accent, I'm doing uh, bonjour, comment ça va? Uh, moi, ça va bien. Je vais passer ma journée à uh, vous dire que je suis bien. Ça va? <laughs> if I'm doing uh, 
québécois me like, Hey Big, comment ça roule? Ça va bien, merci. Hey, écoute-moi bien, moi j'étais avec Charel, puis euh, Chris, on est allé dans le truck, là, on est allé voir euh, fucking, euh, comment il s'appelle, Nickelback, ah. on jouait ça, How You Remind Me, tu connais ça? Ben oui, j'aime ça, Sti. Hey, how, this is how you remind me. Tabarnak, c'est bon, tabarnak, hein, Sti? Uh, so Were you talking about uh, Nickelback, Nickelback yeah, for a while yeah. in that? Yeah, okay. Québécois dudes love Nickelback. <laughs> I speak a little French, apparently. I didn't know. Uh, that's cool. So Quebec, it's is it not to sound too bad, but is it kind of like a redneck almost? A little bit. Uh, yeah. Affliction to the yeah. Uh, uh, it's got that. It's got that vibe to it for sure. Like uh, yeah. Um, it, it, it's not necessarily frowned upon, but like there's definitely this like status thing where people are like, oh, you speak French. Yeah, but you speak Quebecois French. It's like, oh no, fuck yourself. Yeah. Quebecois yeah, French is it's beautiful. I think I think the roughness of it is kind of nice. And then sometimes it's not. It doesn't have to sound rough. That's just like an exaggerated version of it. But yeah. there's something nice about it that I find comforting. And it's obviously because I'm from here, and that's what I grew up sure. with. But like one of my fa- one of my favorite memories of my first day of high school was like I went to an all French high school where the only place you could speak English was English class. And um, yeah. So at this high school, my first day, what happened was I was getting my books in my locker and my locker door was like slightly open onto someone else's locker door. And it was right after our first English class. So she was like feeling all English and she was like, Michael, you're in my uh, chemin. (laughs) And she couldn't figure out the word for my way. Uh, So she was like, you're in my way. But she did it with the thickest French accent on in English, it was just—it's great, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. She oh just had gosh. a kid. Now, Reem, <laughs> now, Reem, you speak French as well too. Could you do a bit for us? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, wee oui, wee. Oui. There it is. Right? <laughs> yeah, and also speaking of wee oui, wee, oui, you're recording currently, correct? Yeah. Okay, just jacking. I, I'm I just... never stopped. I didn't think it. Nothing happened, and the listeners agree. Uh... <laughs> Now, Mike, you grow up. So, okay, I have to ask you. Are, yeah. So, is it your parents? Your mom? You got your mom and your dad there. Yep. And then you said you mentioned your brother. Yep. How, what's uh, older, younger, younger? What's the age difference? Younger, there? twenty months apart. He's uh, oh, yeah, dude. He's twenty-seven now. He's uh, damn. Supposed to get married August first, but uh, pandemic, and then now, yeah. He and his fiance are moving in together on September first, and I'm leaving five days before that. So. Uh, yeah. my folks, it's just going to be a bit of a shock and I feel bad about it, but I also didn't want to rent a car and drive to Toronto on Labor Day weekend. Uh, yeah. so they oh, celebrate- you guys get Labor Day too. Yeah, dude. It, uh, we get, That's exciting. we get Labor Day with a, a U in it. So it's, uh, oh, sure. L-A-B-O-U-R. Yeah. I like that. Extra letter, oh. extra fun. During oh, yeah. this, <laughs> during this time of like being back at home with your family and stuff, did you slip back into those roles back into like. You know, did you and your brother, uh, you know, <laughs> fist fight ever, you know? We, did your mom and dad ground you at any point? Yeah, I mean, my brother and I don't fist fight, but we fight over stuff. Like, my brother's favorite thing to do is to um, tell me that I don't do anything around the house and then yeah. and then ignore all the times I do things around the house. Uh, Buddy, oh, your yeah. brother and my wife could have a fucking afternoon. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but I mean, it, it's kind of like... I, it's it's become one of those things where like I'm home, uh, you know, with all the like the Black Lives Matter protests happening, and they're being like, "Well, I don't." Oh, you guys got those up there too? <laughs> Fuck, man, Canada's crazy. <laughs> hey, it's just like a real place. It- 
<laughs> Patrick. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've been there. I've seen Nor's Instagram. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> did you? You sneaky. That was funny. So with that, you were before I interrupted you with that great joke. Yeah, so yeah. you were saying uh, that's sneaky, funny. That's very funny. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's like you 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 end up having these conversations about being like, I support it, but not the not the vandalism and the the looting. And you're like, I really wish I didn't have to sit here at yeah. the table while you're you're pontificating to uh, no degree here. You're not like yeah. Um, <laughs> so like it, it it's that's the kind of thing where like I've had to explain to them, and finally they get it. Like they understand yeah. why. Like I just had to. I don't know, man. I had to correct my cousins. My 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 cousin's kid said something was gay the other day, and I almost made oh, him cry because he's playing yeah. Fortnite and kids are awful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I assume, but he gets it. And then we played drums. I got drums behind me. Uh, yeah. So you also got a giant. Just for the listener, you got a big fucking oh, James yeah. Dean back there. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I keep like so. I've been running a show on Friday nights on Twitch, and uh, they're sure. they're pretty much done now because I don't think I'll be able to continue thank them God. in Toronto. Uh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, the James Dean cardboard cutout was just hanging out in my basement from back when I used oh, to run yeah. uh, a show with like a raffle, and I was gonna give it out as a prize, but I forgot I had it in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I came back in March, I was like, okay, I'm going to run a show down here. I need something from the background. Okay, throw a James Dean uh, cardboard cutout and put a lay around it. And so every show I open the show with like, okay, uh, my co-host James Dean, strong, silent type, <laughs> just got back from Hawaii, brought his own lay, brought his own, <laughs> showed up at the airport. They tried to give him one. He says, no, thank you. I brought my own. Anybody tries to take this one, I will hurt you. Because this is mine. I've labeled it with my name. And it's just such a fun bit James for Dean. no one but me. I think yeah. it's fun. Hey, right. get a new bit. Write it out. I like that. I, Start carrying that on stage with you once yeah. you get back to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be... Uh, he's going to take up a lot of space in the car on the way back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen any of his movies, but I like his breakfast sandwiches. Oh, yeah, the Jimmy Dean sausages. <laughs> Those fuckers are great. Are they the uh, same guy? It feels like they have to be, right? No. No? no yeah. They're different. That's One what of he did when dead. he stopped making... Oh, he is? Well, Green, you, eat those, you eat those breakfast sandwiches every day. You're not going to last that long. You know how there's those conspiracy theories that... Uh, <laughs> That uh, Alex Jones is Bill Hicks. Uh-huh. Have you heard about this? Oh no, that's the like drummer a from Tool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You is that why moron. they have Bill Hicks in the liner of one of their? They do. Makes Tool sense. does love Bill Hicks. It's so weird. <laughs> it is so weird. It's like well, what are you Maynard, trying to do? Fucking Maynard was a stand-up girl? comedy. Oh, Maynard God. used to do stand-up. Yeah, Maynard's on a Rage Against the Machine album. I just heard. I, yeah. I just realized it. No, your singing... enemy. Yeah, I didn't know that was Maynard. That's so weird to me. I'm well, Anyways, it's not Zach Delarocha. My idea is, uh, my, I thought maybe it was the drummer. I thought they let him <laughs> sing a few bars for fun. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, Tom and Zach, can I have a shot?" You know, and then that's what he's singing. We do the It sounds like he's a fucking crooner. That's their octopus's uh, any- garden. Oh yeah, exactly right. Anyways, what I was going to ask was, do you guys think there's any theories out there that James Dean, the the wonderful actor who died so young, smashing his car around that tree, uh-huh. do you think there's any theories that he later became the country singer Jimmy Dean who put out sausages? I'm going to guess Jimmy you know? Buffett instead of Jimmy Dean. He I don't think wanna... Jimmy Dean's oh. a country singer. I think he's just... His, uh, uh, 
he's just from sausages. I think he was a country singer. I think he had put out <laughs> albums as a country and western singer. This they is... would have done something with that in the advertising. He's a fucking for... cowboy in the advertising. No, it's not. He's just a guy wearing a flannel shirt. Well, excuse me, Brandon, dumb shit, Reem, but Jimmy Dean was an American country singer, television host, actor, and oh, businessman known for it. Jimmy Dean sausage brands. Oh my God, he was also James Dean, the actor from the 60s. <laughs> uh, uh, erroneously noted to be uh, passed uh, in a car crash in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> That's right. And he's the drummer of Tool. <laughs> and loves Bill Hicks. <laughs> Ah, oh, boy. He had, yeah, because I'm pretty sure my grandpa had a Jimmy Dean cassette tape when I was a kid, so that's why I know that. James and, Dean. And, Reem, you didn't hang out with my grandpa when you were a kid, so of course you wouldn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that, that no. checks out. <laughs> I, let's, can we go back? I don't know why you were so quiet on it before, Reem. Do you have any questions for Mike about the magic? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, of course, I already asked him. You remember. <laughs> If he's played it forever, I, and he said he played it when he was a kid, and then he also said that he started playing it again about six years ago. What all? Because my phone died. Oh well, we're we're bearing that. <laughs> the internet oh, don't know about that. <laughs> I think it's worth keeping. That's pretty. What's funny. your favorite? What's your favorite Magic the Gathering? Uh, whatever fucking card. card or situation. Who me? Yeah. Oh, I uh, tough to what, say. Bet, what's your favorite instant? Thank you. My favorite instant? Great question. Yeah, man. Um, uh, I would say Narset's Reversal is probably one of my favorite instants. It's a two mana. It's for blue, blue instant. And uh, you copy target spell, uh, target instant or sorcery, and then you bounce that copy to its owner's hand. Uh, so if somebody sp- spends like nine mana on this giant like win the game spell, you just pay two and you're like, no, that goes back to your hand and I get it instead. <laughs> and I think that rules. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It gets around on counterable yeah. stuff too. Uh, cause it's, what's your favorite instant Reem? Uh, I mean, can't go. I'm old school. Can't go wrong with a lightning bolt. Oh, are you a modern okay. player? You a big, uh, 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 legacy guy. What do you do? Uh, I, whatever, uh, means you can play with a lot of restricted cards. Uh, you mean like I, restricted cards? Are they like porno and shit? Like there's a lot of titties. Not and like a lot of them? older stuff is restricted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you can only have. I one mean, I just get deck. together with my friends when I'm back in town, so I don't know what kind it is. I just got like my old decks stuff. that have been sitting around. Yeah, that have been sitting around forever. That uh, yeah, I got like six decks and haven't really updated in a while. I mean, that's the beauty uh, of that format is that there's no rotation. There's nothing too new that comes into it, like Legacy and Vintage. It's all old stuff that's, like, the most powerful stuff in Magic to a point where they're like, okay, this is the only place you can play it, and you can only have one copy. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so it's fun. Yeah. Like, I got a deck with two gays cradles in it. Oh, get the fuck out of here. That Those are really... Isn't that what you yelled at your nephew for saying? (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm come on guys get, guy, we're having fun guys cradles are newly a thousand bucks a piece right now <laughs> the, yeah the reserve list yeah, cards yeah. that just hit a thousand bucks and it started this whole conversation online about uh proxy cards so people like using like fakes or like versions that are that are meant to proxy them Who in cares? non-tournament sanctioned play I agree. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to spend a thousand bucks on cardboard just because it makes something smoother. I also think yeah. that Gaia's Cradle 
overrated. I don't need it. That's a, that's the same reason. There's I no, there's no Tolarian Academy. That's for sure. <laughs> ah, that one's banned in my format, so I don't even think about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, See these. Uh, I love as a guy who doesn't know shit about what you're talking about. This is amazing. Right? <laughs> this is like when you were talking French before. Yeah, but like, I just hear I've you say even, stuff, and I'm like, sure. You knew about. I've never even back. built. I've never even built a commander deck. That's how old I am. Oh, those rule, Ooh. dude. You got to get into it. It's a yeah, lot yeah. Of fun. I know. I know they're like the thing that everybody does yeah, now. Yeah, the most they all, popular. They all play the commander, right? and you only get one card of everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Which. Works really good if you got a bunch of legends, I assume. Oh, yeah. So you pick a legend to helm the deck and you go into that color identity only. So you're like, here's oh, a I thought it was a like. uh, planeswalker. It, mm, depending on the planeswalker, if it says that you, it can be your commander, then yes. Brawl allows ah. you to use standard legal planeswalkers as your commanders. But like, I have a deck that's based on Temet, Vizier of Noctamun, who's only white and blue. And that means I can only use white, blue, or white and blue cards and colorless cards in it. So, like, I can't have red, black, uh, or a green. Oh, that's cool. Damn. Yeah. Do you guys ever play no. Canasta? You big Canasta heads? <laughs> what is Canasta? I Canasta say that I do. Uh, it's a card. It's like a card game where you use, like, the old fucking dumb cards that are, like, <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Jack, Queen, King, Ace. <laughs> what, I, uh, what I do like doing, I haven't done in a little, well, I haven't had a, uh, enough people to do it with, mm-hmm. is uh, just uh, getting together with some friends and throwing down on a box. Oh, and yeah. And uh, that way the playing field's super level. Because, you know, uh, Magic's just one of those games where it's like an arm race. Yeah. Where all of a sudden somebody might be. just start playing with you guys. And then they have Money. a good job. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they just keep showing up with all these cards. So it's a, but that's, I, I've uh, always been a big fan of. That's what's fun about Commander is that like your power level is attuned to the group. And then you can have like in-group yeah. discussions about what you want to do. And there's some creative aspects like building around a theme that like no matter if it's like a 10 power level or, or it ends up being a six power level, like it's satisfying to you. To me, I've lost more games of commander than I've, you know, than anybody I know, but I still have the most fun with it because I'm just like, yeah, we let the big dumb things happen. It's just like super fun and stupid. Like it's a good time, but what you're talking Mm -hmm. about drafts and pre-releases are a thing at like local card shops. You can definitely get like that fired off at one of those, like pay 20 bucks to enter and you get like three packs to like draft with. It's, um, it's a good time. It's a fun game. I feel like we're alienating Patrick oh, yeah. and I and I, and I, no, I love Oh, it. it's all right. It happens all the time whenever <laughs> somebody starts talking it. about sad emo music. Yeah, right? Well, uh, that's coming up, I'm sure. I love sad emo music. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Have you I like happy been... emo music. I like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> we're all gonna fucking die. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hey, uh, so, Mike, have you always been into, like, weird, like, with magic, like, weird, like, old-timey shit like that? Like... What was your shit when you were a kid? What were you watching? What was your cartoons and your movies and stuff? So here's the thing about me as a kid is like I usually would watch like Just for Laughs galas and specials. Like oh, that's what I was into. Just comedy? Yeah. Um, like there was a small, a brief window of uh, time where we, we like 
uh, weren't supposed to have them, but we got like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network somehow. Oh, sure. And they Sweet. weren't like in Canada, but somehow we got the signal and my dad was like, I'm not changing this. You and you like yeah, this. Yeah. And so I watched like SpongeBob premiere and Fairly Odd Parents and Dexter's Lab and Rocket Power yeah, yeah. and uh, Rugrats and like all that, like that whole block of cartoons from that era. Um, Courage the mm-hmm. Cowardly Dog, like a real good mix of like Nickelodeon and uh, Cartoon Network. And those are the shows that I remember most fondly uh, in terms of cartoons. Uh, but then when Adult Swim became a thing, whole game sure. changed, dude. Like oh, Aqua yeah. Teen, yeah. Sea Lab 2021. Gotta, oh, boy. I got to guess that that was probably the golden age. For like uh, kids' cartoons because uh, they'd already built up a lot of good ones from the 90s to watch mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. through like Nickelodeon and then Cartoon Network was making everything at Ed, Ed uh, and Eddie and at, at that Girls, time period yeah. in the code name yeah, kids next door mm-hmm. all that yeah, stuff yeah like kids nowadays they they got uh they got too many different things going on to have as many good cartoons they got too much Fortnites. For. they got too many Fortnites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too many distractions. we're fogies <laughs> there's a there's a thing i think is really interesting and this is just an aspect of getting older that like it's not it's not shocking, but it's shocking that when I realized it, um, is it's funny when like, cause you know, so like when the Teen Titans cartoon was on, I was like a freshman in college or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ask, pay any attention to it or anything. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older and I have friends that are younger, it's like, oh, that was like a huge touchstone. That yeah. was like people's Batman, the animated series to an extent. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting how that just keeps happening. Like, I, like people, people who I like and know and respect look at iCarly the way I look at Boy Meets World. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's the thing start- that uh, you forget that everybody grew up different. You know, it's, We're yeah. starting to get the Big Ten kids coming along now, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's always strange. Ben 10. It's always yeah, very 10, strange yeah. to like watch a reality show and then like a contestant that you're like, oh, this dude's older than me for sure. He looks, yeah. he looks older than me. And for whatever reason, man, I don't know what it is, but every time you watch a TV show with like an American on it, they always look older than they are. And it's, and, yeah. and they, but they look like a healthy version of older than themselves, you know, like, mm-hmm. like they've had to grow quicker than everybody else. Um, <laughs> but like, I'll watch Hell's Kitchen or something and be like, okay, this person's like 35. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah. it's like, she's 26. I'm 29 yeah. now. What the? F- yeah. Oh my God. What? She's younger it's- than my brother? That's, that's weird. how sports is. Yeah, sports, sports kills I can't me even. when I don't even. I'll see like a fucking. <laughs> A man in the NBA who looks like he could beat the shit out of everyone I've ever uh-huh. met. 19. And then he, they're like, born in 1999. And you're like, hey, ah! 99 as, is generous. As long as we still got Tom Brady out there. Yeah, being old, old ass Tom Brady. Being older than us, winning Super Bowls. That's, I respect that's anybody. That means I can still do it. I respect any athlete that's older than me too. I think about that. Uh, Donald Glover is like... 10 months older than me. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, there's still time for me. <laughs> I, I mean, that that sucks, but uh, not as much as uh, the coaches that are younger than you. Yeah, Ooh. that's fucking weird, right? The, yeah. I, I, Once you start you getting a- these Sean McVeigh's around and you're mm-hmm. like, these visor-wearing motherfuckers being younger than me. You got me. Running are you NFL a sports? Teams. You got me. Are you a sports fan at all, Mike? I'm not really, no. I'm uh, no. I, I'm Googling how old Nick Nurse is because I always thought he looked a little Ooh. young, but he's 53. I'll tell it's you, fine. Never that's mind. That's the Raptor guy, right? Nick yeah. Nurse. 
Iowa baby, born in uh, Creston, I think. Uh, yeah, he's he's from Iowa. That much I got. Yeah, that yeah, I, uh, he's a badass. Let me see where he. Let me see it because he's he's in here. I just picked pulled he, it up. He's from Carroll, Iowa. Carroll, yeah. Carol's where my friend Christian used to live. My buddy Christian, who's been on the show. Uh, you know, so Nick, Christians love Carol's. They do. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, Nick Nurse, uh, I don't know if you know this, Reem, but like, you know, he's the Raptors coach. Yeah, head coach. And he, they won the national, they won the, the NBA finals bop, bop, last year. Yes, they They're did. crushing this year. Yeah. They won the national uh, championship of Canada. They, yeah. <laughs> no, he did win some European leagues, though, and he won in the D League with the Iowa Energy, too. Uh, Nick Nurse did as a coach. Nice. He, nice. He, uh, uh, there was a year where he took over Iowa State, which is where I went to college. He was announced as our head coach, and he was just going to be our head coach. And, like, they did the press conference and everything, and he was excited. And then the next day, the guy that, w- that was the coach that had left was like, nah, I'm not leaving. So then he's just like, okay. And then he went and won the D-League championships. <laughs> but, like, there was this day where he was the fucking head coach of the Cyclones, and everybody just acts like that didn't happen now. <laughs> like, it's not on his Wikipedia or anything. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. That is kind of funny, though, that it's like they yeah. had this whole ceremony. They did like they yeah. got the marching People band to play called. his favorite song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. It's so weird. So are you are you being like a kind of like just a city uh, Raptors fan now because of the championship? Yeah, buddy. That's it. I think that's that's awesome. I, I, think, I will jump know? onto any bandwagon as long as it's not <laughs> hurtful because like sure. it's 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 just so much fun. The city is electric. Back when it was happening, everybody was losing their mind. You couldn't. Yeah. Like I would walk home from work or the comedy or comedy bar and people would be honking their horns and I, I'd go to sleep and people would still be like partying. And um, like comedy bar at one point was just like, okay, fuck it. We can't have shows while the game is on. And they just started (laughs) streaming the game. And when they won, the owner of comedy bar was like, I've been waiting so long for this. And he he put fireworks. uh, He had fireworks. He had, he was like uh, a a drink special that he just whipped up out of nowhere. He, uh, (laughs) everybody was on the street and cars were still going, but like people were in the streets just dancing and parading. The, everybody was, it was like one of the best and coolest nights of my life. Yeah. And I genuinely had seen maybe four basketball games in my <laughs> entire life, in their entirety. And it was just so much fun. I know nothing about yeah. the sport. Well, next to nothing. And like, I, yeah. I love playing it. Like, I'll play a little bit of pickup sure. and I suck so bad, but I'm still having a good time. You break the goose's neck, you shoot a three. Exactly, buddy. I'll go for it. Yeah, I'll barely You don't need to know win. shit. But uh, you don't need to know shit about sports to get on a bandwagon. Exactly. Man. Like, uh, yeah. Look, look at the World Cup or even just yeah, Olympics. Totally. Come on. I, you know, I, I, I did pronounce Kawhi as Kawi when I first saw it. <laughs> Am I going to lie to you and he, say I knew it right out the bat? No. You're Leonard. But Leonard. I had fun. Kawi Leonard. It was crazy. <laughs> the thing that's crazy is that Kawhi was on the Spurs and Kawhi and I, I'm a huge Spurs okay. fan and I have been since I was a kid. He was in the Spurs. He was a star. He won. A, he was the MVP of a Finals with them, and then everybody kind of just acts like he he like <laughs> showed up last season. Yeah, and it's like motherfucker, I've been rooting for this guy for well, five, seven it's years. It's because he showed up with a team that needed yeah. him big time. And but 
Here's the thing. I don't fucking think they did. Oh, I, I mean, don't think they... I think they would have won the championship with the Marderos in last season. And I think the proof is this season. They're number two in the East. They're doing they're great. They're going to sweep the first round. I, I, I think they're playing I, with the I, confidence I, of a team that's won a championship, though. Yeah, they know how to win. Exactly. And they know that they're scrappy and that everybody wants the Bucks to mm-hmm. win the East. And so they it's just like last year, nobody's there's no pressure on them. They lost Kawhi. There's no pressure on them to win it mm-hmm. again. So if they did, it would be a huge, great story. The NBA this season has been so, I well, because stand up's dead and I live in my apartment and I never leave. Yep. I've watched like every single game of this restart. Very cool. And the storylines are so fun. Like I have because my Spurs are out. It's the first sure. time we've been out in 22 years. 22 years but is every, a good. Line. Gotta have those Spurs out. That's right. So you can kick the fucking horse or whatever you do with them. <laughs> uh, there's so many storylines. Like literally, there's like eight different teams out of the 16 uh-huh. that if they win the championship, I can justify why I take it as a personal. Oh, win, that's fun. You know? I like that. Yeah. See, that's great. That's yeah. the fun of it. Is like you're watching. It's it's a it's a soap opera with a lot of games. Like it's totally. you're invested. Oh. You're invested. Yeah. All I know is somehow the Knicks got the eighth pick in the draft. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite can't wait to see in the apps, <laughs> they get screwed out of the lottery every fucking year. Yeah. Uh. What's really crazy is Golden State, who has four championships in the last like or three championships in the last five years. <laughs> uh, they have the number two pick because they tanked so bad this That's year. That's fucked. I. They're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna like trade it and get like a fucking. They're gonna get like Michael Jordan again or something. Um, yeah. Well, and, and then the two players that helped that were big time pieces of those championships are gonna be healthy. Yeah. With their number two pick, it's gonna be fucking insane. Um, and then they'll just be back. Uh, okay, so Mike, you're growing up, you're living there and stuff like that. Uh, were you and your brother being that close in age? Were you a bully back then? No, I was the protector. Did you guys... He's the bully. He's the. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the. Uh, no. <laughs> He's the sports one. I'm the one that likes to read. Um, I, yeah. I like. Uh, I used to like read joke books all the time and like. You love comedy. Love comedy. You love to laugh. That's all I want. So. Uh, Who was the first stand-up that you remember seeing? Uh that I saw live or that I saw on TV. Yeah, or no, no, no. Like, yeah, on TV. Like, was there a comic that you remember connecting with when you were really Mitch young? Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg was Hedberg, the first yeah, one that I connected nice. with. Yeah, dude, guy. he rules. He rules. Um, but my, my brother's like the, my brother's really shy. Like, he's not a person, per, like, he's not a people person, but like, he's grown yeah. into. I thought you were going to say he's not a person. No, no, I fucked it up. <laughs> that James, that James Dean thing back there is who you keep referring <laughs> yeah, to as your that's brother. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why I'm protective of his leg. Don't touch his leg. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't touch his leg. <laughs> um, he cares a lot about it. My brother it. used to be too shy to go to the concession stand after his hockey practices and hockey games. So I would do it for Aww. him. And like, you know, if, if people would, um insult him i'd be like that's my job and don't you dare do it like i'd be yeah. i'd be there for him what well, what was your uh what was your go-to uh concession stand candy uh excellent question uh i didn't have a go-to in those days but if i had to excellent question i do not have an <laughs> yeah well no it's a it's a good question it's a really it good is question. A great question the thing is i think i picked a bar that you guys don't have down there which is crunchy do you guys have crunchy no, Crunchy is, is that like a Nest Nestle Crisp? Uh, yeah. So it's like a um, it's choc- it's milk chocolate covered sponge toffee. So it's like it it's really oh. crunchy and it gets stuck in your teeth, but it tastes amazing. Um, dang, I'm looking at it. It looks fucking weird. It is weird, and I'll take it. Uh, 
They sell crunchy Cadbury crunchy spread. It's like peanut butter. Oh, weird. Okay. I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to do that. But I. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like a good crunchy every now and then. My, uh, you know, my brother would Re- want a slush, which is like like a, you know, a Slurpee. Oh, yeah. Icy. Yeah. Slushy Slurpee. Right. Yeah. And you. Uh, and then the other stuff you guys eat is what craft dinner and all dressed up potato <laughs> chips, right? Uh, all dressed and ketchup chips are uh, Canadian mainstays. Yeah. Huge. Uh, we we do consume yeah. the most craft dinner out of all countries, but I haven't yeah. had it in literally years. And then I had it this week. We call it mac and cheese, and it's fucking yeah, good. Yeah, we call it we call it mac and cheese too. I don't know why. Like KD has become like the only thing that people say. Like we like bare naked ladies was like we we love I think cra- so. craft dinner. It's craft dinner, and you're like yeah, okay. I think that's why it is. Um, and they talk about K cars, and I never heard that either. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's a type of car. It's like saying a Mercury Topaz. Yeah, okay, weird. <laughs> it's like a shitty car, a K car. Right. I don't know. But um I uh, But yeah. What's yours, Reem? What was your what was your uh going to the concessions? Oh, I would always uh I, I always went for like bulk. Ah. So I'd just get a shitload of Laffy Taffies yeah. or a shitload of uh Tootsie Rolls, yeah, dude. you know. Hmm. Just like or, or if I was feeling it, get some. When fun you said dip. bulk, fun I dip. was like, "This is a chip guy. This is my people. This is my." Yeah, I thought you were gonna say like a bag of rice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I go for bulk. Oh, gotta get a yeah. two pounds of oats, please. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was always hey man I'm I, I was always nachos. That's I like how nachos. I get my coffee. Oh yeah, not and I still in movie theaters. I like nachos too. I like a nacho in those little plastic things where they get the queso. and then like the hot cheese. Yeah. yeah, and you you put the chips in there. You let them get real soggy, and yeah, I like that a lot. I uh, I'm too clumsy for that. Oh yeah, I yeah. like I ruin clothes yeah. all the time. Same. The only time I'll have nachos is when I uh, go see the Canadians, unless unless we're making nachos at home. Like if if I'm consuming sure. them, uh, if I'm being a good consumer uh, elsewhere. God damn it! I uh, yeah. uh, I like uh, yeah. Uh, I get I get them at a Canadians game. Who just got knocked out of the playoffs by Philly? They fucking Ooh. those motherfuckers had no goddamn. They beat the Penguins so bad. Penguins are my team. Uh-huh. They whipped us so bad. Uh-huh. They shouldn't even have been there. It bummed me out. It's our fault. Penguins sucked shit. <laughs> but I'm glad they're gone now. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I like it, Doug. I think gas station nachos always deliver. Yeah, but the- like Seven Eleven, where you get the the they have them all set up. You get a bag Ooh. of them. Yeah, and then because uh, you get to get as much cheese as you want. But have you ever? When I worked at the Come and Go, I saw how the fucking cheese is made, and that shit sucks ass. Yeah, like I wouldn't it's trust this it. gross <laughs> bag. There's literally the, the so you know those things that you push the button, the cheese comes uh-huh. out. A there's literally a brick, like a brick of cement that is like integral to the system that gets put on top of the plastic bag <laughs> that weighs the cheese down so that it p- comes out it's like a a brick like you'd find on the street <laughs> it's so and gross and then the cheese weighs you down yeah. and then the cheese when it dries it's cement maybe that's part of uh, it maybe that's what the bricks uh, made out of that's that's why you got to let the first uh, cement bit of cheese go chills. yeah and then you put your nachos I just got under chills there. For it's just gross. like that 
Did you go on a lot of car trips when you were a kid, Mike? Were you guys a road trip family? No, we weren't. Uh, no. no. Did you guys ever go anywhere? Yeah, yeah. Vacation-wise? Did you? Yeah. In Canada, or would you come across the border and see what we're we, doing, see what we're fucking around we come with? across the border every now and then. Like, I've come down to New York a handful of times. We went to New Hampshire once. Uh Oh, God's country. Yeah, but I mean, like we, 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 I went to Italy, uh, you know, I've been, uh, uh, we, we. Did you drive there? <laughs> yeah, we drove. They got bridges to it in Canada. Yeah, exactly. From our country. We don't want you guys to know. I'm letting the secret out. The government's are... going to kill me now. <laughs> uh, are you Italian? Carosa? Is that, are you like a big, uh, hey, you the big uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know? but I'm like the worst Italian there is. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm Italian, but I'm not like, like every stereotype you can think of. There's only like two that apply, and that's I'm yeah. I'm absurdly close to my family, and I I mm-hmm. gesture a lot when I speak, and that's yeah. Sure. Like, do you can you speak any Italian? Barely, not really. It would be so, I don't know what this is, but it'd be very funny because I bet you could do a fake Italian bravado accent, yeah. you know, like the intonate, but you're speaking that Quebecian oh, yeah, French. Yeah. But you're like, hey, come but, but that's the thing is like, but you're saying shit. In there French? are a that's ton fun. of old Italian dudes. Like, like my grandfather was one of them. He would mm-hmm. speak in French because, like, he would have to. And sure. but it's, it's like with a thick Italian Latin accent, base. you know. Yeah. So it's like that's great. Hey, papa, de, no, no, come, come, se va, no, 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 va là, no, va là. You know, you're like, it's just not imagine real. like a little. Like a little Italian boy watching that, being like, "What the yeah, fuck is yeah, happening?" It's worlds colliding. I'm supposed to know what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a, uh, it's a strange where, one. Where in Italy have you been? Uh okay. So in high school, we did, like I in with our Latin class, which is a wild thing. It, what was this grade eleven? <laughs> grade? Mm, wait, I have to do the math because in Quebec we do like secondary one through five. So yeah, oh, fuck, it's even weirder. it is weirder, but it's only our province, so it's like. Grade six yeah. and then seven through 11 is secondary one through five. And then I have CJEP, which is two years before college. And then college is three years instead of four. Uh, so, yeah, Quebec is wild. Um, so I'm, I want to say it was grade nine. It was grade nine or 10. Mm-hmm. And it was like with our Latin professor and, uh, like the, the dean of our year. Um, and we went to a bunch of different cities. So like Jimmy. Yeah, was it Jimmy? It was Jimmy. <laughs> uh, God rest his country singing. Nice. Good night, everybody. We did soul. it. There was the whole setup for that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, we hit a bunch of places. We went like we went to like Bologna. We went to Florence. We went to Rome, Venice. We did like a whole trip, and then every trip was stacked with like museums and uh, yeah, and like you're young, you're young. What year was this? Holy shit! Uh, God, I. Uh, 2006, 2005, 2006. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was there in 09. Wouldn't it be fun? I'm getting engaged to my wife yeah. <laughs> at the fucking the fountain of beautiful <laughs> streets of Rome. Yeah. And you are off in the corner trying to buy a Italian porno. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm uh, uh, a big thing that year was mooning people. So we did. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Putting the two hams up on the glass, <laughs> trying to get somebody to play magic with you. Yeah, buddy. That's amore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, crazy. <laughs> uh, were you ever a video game head? Uh, you ever play video yeah, games? Yeah, yes. So much so, I was reminded by uh, my cousins of this last night. I used to, like, read uh, video game magazines and, like, know all those ways to beat games and, like, 
the cheat codes and shit that I like was the this like video game advisor in in elementary school where like that's great people nice. who had a hard time beating a level were like how do I do it and I would like either tell them or I'd go over and do it for them. Uh, it would be funnier. Game counts. They're, yeah. they're, they're game counselors. Yeah. yeah. You used to have to call a 1-900 uh-huh. number. Yeah, with game to, uh, I did my own thing. A mullet and a headset. <laughs> I had business cards It would cards be funny, made. too, if you if you knew it all because you Real. read it, but you actually didn't know how to play the yeah. game. Yeah, oh, I mean, that happened like a couple could, times. You could explain, yeah. but then when they give well, you the those controller. those who cannot do. T- teach, baby. You know it. So Yeah, see? Uh, what was your favorite video game? Back then, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Man, N64 yeah. Trilogy oh. was... Um, that was the game I played and couldn't get enough of. Um, sure, but, sure. It's a very good game. And then you just dried up fatalities and sell them? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, uh, I like, I, it was kind of like a, um, a matter of like how to unlock things with that one. People were like, what do I do to unlock this or uh-huh. that? And that was like. Is that in the, the middle section where you got to do like beep, 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 you know, and it like yeah, shows yeah, you those, the roulette? They have or? like a three or a six. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. If you had two controllers, you had to like. Add the the icons, the correct icons for certain codes. They all went that way in uh, the late nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, from NBA jams, yeah, to NFL blitzes, yeah, uh, it's primal, primal rage. rage. It was like mini games the, or something. Another midway. No? Yeah, you'd have to push those yeah. in to get that big. Exactly. Head code. Some of them were like yeah. extra blood, or like others were like, yeah, that's how you get the. How, that's how you glitch out and get Ermac or like chameleon. Sure, you know? sure. So, like it, that was that was the game. Uh, were there any? Uh, were there any made up fake uh, codes that uh, you wanted to find? Because uh, I, I always got a kick out of that back in the day, where you just hear, "We know there's a naked Sonya." Oh code. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you just like Try. dream about it. Yeah, you're like, oh, if you press down, forward, back, back, up at the right time, you get to see Luke Gang's butthole. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I was never, I was never uh, into it that way. I was more consumed with get, getting better at the game. You know, I was like, a, sure, you're, you're like a true. Oh, yeah, 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 I wasn't horned up on uh, Sonya Blade to, to be like, let's yeah. see what's, what's going on with that, that jumpsuit on. I was like, she's yeah. doing her own well, see, thing. See, that's the difference. That's a very Canadian. That's a very Montreal. You're a very. You're like a professional. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's my you job. All have business relationship. It was my job. I couldn't. Uh, anybody who asked for that, I was like, "Hey, this is a this is a family company." <laughs> Get the fuck out Respect of my. Respect her ability as a yeah. fighter. Yeah, I'll show you how <laughs> oh, to use. Also, Sobot. here's the katana <laughs> yeah, code. Exactly. Uh, can I ask you, so we're, just to go back to com- stand up mm-hmm. a little bit, because I like the idea that you got into it so early. Yeah. You liked Hedberg. Was there, I bet what I think is cool, and listeners know this, I've talked about this on the show before, I've got a weird knowledge of Canada shit. Yeah, you do. Uh, just because I had much music as a kid, yeah. constantly on. And so, and I- The only shit from Canada I'm aware of is Canadian geese. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> like, they poop all over the frozen lake. Well, Canadian geese and Rush. Hey, now. <laughs> you know about Rush? Rush isn't shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I did. Was there any comedians from Canada that like were you like obsessed with as a kid that are like Canadian comedians that then later you yeah you know worked with because like for instance I've always really liked Brent Butt I've never met him I don't oh, know Brent's him, a sweetheart but he just seems like yeah he just seems great but he's been a com- he's like 
in America, he'd be a household name. Yeah, you know? it's in Canada. Like, you know, he's the way just he is the most Kenmore. Uh, he's the most famous Canadian comic. He's like, yeah. Um, so back then, the one that you couldn't beat was Mike McDonald, uh, who passed away not yeah. long ago, like within the last couple of years, and. Uh, uh, he was my dad's favorite too. So like, um, yeah. when I got to work with Mike yeah. a few times, like the first thing I did was I told my dad, and you know, like the. It, yeah. But but Mike was just like, Mike was such a sweet sweet person, and he loved watching. Yeah. He loved watching comedy, and so we 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 did a couple of shows, and uh, he was always just so nice. And to get a laugh out of him wasn't wasn't sure. the hardest, but it was it meant a lot, you know. So it was like. Yeah. Um, Mike McDonald, John Doerr, Deborah DiGiovanni. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Matt O'Brien, Dave Mahesh. Well, uh, well, these guys are like more contemporary. That's some of them are like. Yeah, these are yeah, more contemporary. Like Dave, Dave and Matt are more still... contemporary. Deb, Deb was like, I still hadn't even considered no. doing comedy yet. And I was, I knew about her. And it was early on yeah. in her career. Like before Mark DeBonis was Mark DeBonis. I saw him on something and I was like, I like this guy and he's in Toronto. That's crazy. Yeah. There was uh Russell Peters was also passed around all the time. He was like, uh, Oh yeah. His special. Was now, uh, uh, since he's from Minnesota, do you guys also claim Mitch Hedberg? Uh, yeah. Did you guys steal him? No, no, we, we owe reverence to Minnesota. We, we, we have to, but he did, <laughs> he did. Uh, he was married to well, Minnesota's, Kind of like uh, Canada. America's yeah, Canada. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. His his wife is or his you know his his wife while he was yeah, alive yeah. was Canadian. Lynn. She was a comic out of I think out of Toronto, right? Or I'm, somewhere. What she converted when he died? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> she. Uh, she says. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I think I I know she's Canadian. I just don't know where from, and I don't. Me yeah, neither. This was me neither. So I just out of know my that time. He, yeah, he has. I just know that he's got a real Canadian connection, yeah. though. Which also you kind of see in him. You know, you. He, Sometimes you see comics, American comics, and like I like I, said, I don't know because mm-hmm. I haven't performed in Canada a lot, but I feel like I see comics sometimes that I'm like, I bet they'd fucking get it in Canada. I bet Canada would really like. This I mean, person. who gets who uh, gets anything in Canada yeah. is the question. Canada's not the right. everybody when it comes to healthcare. Yeah, everybody. there we go. I don't know if that's true. And now well, we do the Canadian national. Well, if anthem. Mitch Hedberg, uh, <laughs> if Mitch Hedberg was from Canada, his. Uh, Fuck the South bit would be even yeah. funnier. Yeah, right. Because he's he's talking about Northern get North the Dakota. The South. Yeah, or just all of America. Sure. I think um, I, in, in Canada yeah. it's like it's a weird it's a weird thing where like comedy isn't as like appreciated and as big an industry as it is in America. Like in America, there are people actively seeking yeah. out comedy. There are people actively seeking out clients, like agents and managers actively seeking out people to like work and stuff. And in Canada, it's like yeah. very much not the same way. Uh, like the, in, yeah. in terms of stand up, it's more like acting and writing and stuff. But like, then we, yeah. the, you know, a bunch of amazing Canadian comics do well here. And then they're like, finally, I have enough on my resume to tell the States I'm worth it. And then they move down there but for 10 grand. It's so weird. Well, it does. It does make sense uh, that they don't respect it when uh, they have a club called. Yuck yeah. Yucks. I mean, Thank you. yeah, that's a, there's a thing a club that I, called. Yuck so Yucks that puts thing. on shows called white guys matter. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, see, that's the kind of, no, 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 Mike. That's the kind of show we're into. We're into stuff. Oh, like okay. That. I didn't realize. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the uh, there's a thing though that I feel like I've talked with Katie Ellett about this a bunch, but like I feel like the can I feel like Canadian comics kind of like what you just said, they have such a grass is always greener outlook on the, on America, yeah. 
And then I think it fucking sucks. I think it's wrong. Like, I think comics right. in Canada, maybe yeah. they're not as famous and stuff, but I feel like I've seen comedians with, like, writing jobs and TV spots and all that kind of stuff, and then they move to New York or L.A. and just fucking get buried for 10 years because, you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like I- there's... I feel like people put a thing on, I want to make it in America, Yeah, but there's 20 million comedians in America. There like, are. I want to go the other way. I want to live in Canada. I want to move to Canada and just be the guy in Canada who gets a JFL gala spot every year, and I do all the festivals, <laughs> I, and you get paid to do the festivals. The thing is, and, it's not like a consistency thing, though. Like, people don't get the It's not always the same people who get on the things, and, like, when you get a taping, yeah. you're not like, are you, like... You get a taping and it doesn't like change your world like it would in the states. You sure. get late night, you get booked on better things, and you can make a career. But I don't out of think it. you. I don't think that's true anymore. Oh no no! Now it's like that, you better have a podcast, you better have merch, you better have yeah. a Patreon. Uh, yeah. I know so many yeah. comics with ha- American comedians who have Comedy Central half hours and Conan spots, and they're breaking their bodies as movers during the day so they can pay their bills. Which is wrong. I think that the arts entirely are just underfunded. Like, stand-up as an art form should be recognized, but that does mean the introduction of gatekeepers, which, shocker, I might be all for. Because uh, if if we have people... You and and James Dean stand the... (laughs) Yeah, buddy. I'm not going to lie. All these people out here that are like, it's freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech. I'm sorry. If you're going to show up and be like trans people are invalid, it feels like, who's that for? Are you serving the the greater good of humanity? No. You're you're hurting people. It's like... Well, the thing... Yeah. The thing that I think about that, that I agree 100%. I don't necessarily agree that there should be sure. gatekeepers, but I agree 100% that when someone's like, if some comedian is like, I'm, I tell it like it is, I'm going to just say this, and it's like, oh, you're, you're harsh in my free speech. It's like, no, we're criticizing it, which is a part of free this speech. This is a bit I used to do. You have the right to yeah. say this bullshit. And I have the right to say you're full of shit. Fuck I used, you. I used you know? to do this bit that never Ugh. worked, and it was uh, me being like, uh, "Here's hold on, Reem, listen up. This is like your <laughs> uh, it's a character. This is this is the comic uh, who doesn't quite get his job description. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't realize you paid to come judge me. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I got it. I like that. Oh. I got a joke that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just votes Democrat. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. 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 Here we go. I don't know. Hey, just speaking truth over here. We're like, Where's the you know what? What's, wait, <laughs> Reem, what's the name of our podcast now? What did you say? The Hell Yeah or whatever? <laughs> the Church of Hell uh, Yeah. The Church of Hell Yeah. The Church of Hell Yeah. We're like, uh, ro- we're like the new Rogan, oh, no. you know? What have I done? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Whatever I, I tweet about Joe Rogan. I'd much rather watch the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Dang, you know, yeah. where he's just got a bunch of hair. <laughs> Is that uh, Patrick's nickname? That wouldn't... Oh, hey, get out of here. Wouldn't it be I don't funny know. I if... just decided to take a shot at one of you. I didn't know which one I wanted. Whenever I tweet about Joe Rogan, I'm too scared to actually do it because I'm afraid like his Yo. legion of fans will come yeah. at me. So I always spell Ooh. his last name wrong. And I feel like people know. You know? <laughs> I feel like everybody it's, can tell I'm well, a coward. But I'm like, now. fuck it's, Joe yeah. Rogaine? It's amazing how many people feel the need to protect a guy that uh, uh. has been practicing self-defense for 20 yeah, plus yeah, yeah. years. Yeah. Like, He's like a Muay Thai fighter. Like, yeah. Some people don't like the thing yeah. you like. 
Yeah. Big deal. Well, there's that's... a never-ending fight about J- Joe Rogan on the internet mm-hmm. that I just like, every once in a while, like, Twitter will be hot, and then you'll step into it, and oh, you're like, no. there's a lot of people yelling about people listening to it, and a lot of people yelling about people yelling about... Well, it's, it's the, like, have you ever tried it's like DMT, the inherent though. problem. Have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> no, uh, but I have tried mushrooms. And... Uh, I'm on ayahuasca right now, and buddy, this podcast is crazy. Uh, Patrick turns around the. Uh, I don't like Iowa ska. <laughs> I, I like Iowa second wave ska. <laughs> Me too. I like you know uh, albino death you. wheel and I. Yeah. There's so, there's a good ska scene in I, Iowa City. I like Iowa two tone. Oh, hey, could you pick it up for me? Uh, anyways, so you like music. We'll go out. We'll talk about music for a minute, and then we'll talk about. Uh, we'll get into snacks. Get you the fuck what's out. Snacks. Here. What's your what's your what's your music? What's your favorite band? I know you. I know you're a music. Yeah. Head. Uh, well, I have. I'm a music head. I have a podcast about music. It's called Bummer Boys. Oh. We, um, my buddy Alex and I like pick a sad a song that made us sad that week every week, and we have guests on, and we normally end up talking about emo music because that's what we listen to, like scream, like. Emo Buddy. revival and screamo must have been a good uh, must be a good year for that podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> I I've never vied to be on a podcast before, but if you ever need a uh, guest, yeah, like part of my part of my life is like you know we were talking at the beginning of the show about anxieties uh-huh. and stuff. Uh, when I get into those anxieties, there are certain songs I listen to, and it's almost like a very latent form of like like self mutilation uh-huh. almost, where like I'll be like. I feel bad because of yes. X, so I'm going to listen to this song that makes me feel bad because of yeah, Y, yeah, yeah. and then I'm and you then know it what like I mean? oddly so balances I love that. itself yeah. out. That's what I have to record mm-hmm. after this. Yeah. I, speaking of Deb De Giovanni, she's yeah. doing an episode of a uh, after this. Oh hell yeah, that's she's one of the funniest exactly. people ever. I don't know her, but she's she great. really is. Uh, my version of sad music is uh, escapist uh, metal songs about like dragons. Oh, I sure. see. I, I've never been into like the fantasy stuff, despite being a Magic the Gathering guy. The I've only recently started getting into the lore of that stuff. But for me, it's always been like I need a song that's like from the the first person. <laughs> you know, like it's odd. I yeah, need yeah. a song that's yeah. odd, slightly vague but also really pointed. You know, like. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Are you a big lyrics person? No, not even. But oh, I had okay. to get become a, a lyrics guy because of this podcast. And like, honestly, it's become uh, it's become interesting to like find the themes that I tend to gravitate towards, even though I don't hear the lyrics really. Because I yeah, listen to emo revival. Funny. My favorite band is Alexis on Fire, and they've always been my favorite yeah. band. Um, I should change my security questions now. I so <laughs> like Alexis on Fire is my favorite band, and then like I, but I love like Dance Gavin Dance and Daughters, and I love See mm. You Next Tuesday. I like grindcore, like post hardcore. I like emo screamo, emo revival. I love like American football and the world is a beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die. Mm-hmm. But I also love like Explosions in the Sky. Like my song for today is a Tegan and Sarah song. <laughs> so like it, it's just all over the place. Uh, but yeah, man, like the sweater I'm wearing right now is life story monologue. It's a, a band from Guelph that no longer exists, but they're one of the first concerts that I went to that I had like a very, like a, a, a trance like experience where I was like, so it like, it was beautiful. And some of the guys are still pals of mine. And I did it. I did a show in Guelph and Richard, the lead singer came to see me just bomb mildly. And, um, he uh, was so thrilled by it, though. He was like, I can't believe yeah. it. And, like, I hadn't seen this guy in nearly 10 years. And it was just so cool to be, like, 
this dude still cares. And I, and I lit yeah. up when I saw him. It was just like one of the nicest feelings in the world. And then I found this sweater when I came back uh, home to quarantine. And I was like, it fits. And it, and it just felt, it yeah. was like one of the nice comforts. So it was like, cool. Okay. Yeah. I love it. It fits. That's a big thing. I yeah. mean, like a, I lost, round. I lost like 25 pounds since quarantine. No, 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 no. To fit I into mean, it. You finding that nostalgic oh, yeah. band at a time when you needed it during the world yes. pandemic, it fits. That's a oh, good yeah. thing. Uh, the, those uh, those bands and their shows are always uh, really cool, yeah. too, because, you know, so much of their music is very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everybody that listens to it, like, has exactly. connected on that level. So yeah. when everybody can come together at mm-hmm. those shows, it's just so cathartic and everybody just singing along together and feeling the same what's shit. What's the what's the best a... like cathartic band experience you've experienced? Cuz I have a different answer than life story, but I I want to know if you guys have had like a uh, uh I think well, I I've you know Frank Turner of uh Architects? Yeah. Uh no, he's a solo like, singer-songwriter. He's kind of like uh a folk trumpet guy. Yeah. Yeah, he used to be in like hardcore right. bands, and now he does like. Uh, but uh, his his fan base is really great, and his shows are phenomenal. Nice. And uh, yeah, definitely of that ilk where it's just like you have your arm around a stranger, yeah, and it, it, you know, and there's nothing weird about it. You guys are just enjoying sharing yeah, exactly. a moment with another person and belting out the lyrics together and high fiving yeah. and. And That's then what, you never see him again, yeah. and it ruled. I saw, um, I saw uh, the Homeless Gospel Choir last year at St. Vitus in Brooklyn, Ooh. and they were opening for this band, Harley Poe. And I knew I'd heard of Harley Poe over the years, but I didn't know a lot about him. And so before the show, I got I started listening to him a lot, and I recognized the lead singer, and I realized that the the guy from Harley Poe was in used to be in a band called Calibretta Thirteen that my band opened for like twenty years what? ago, like in two thousand one. <laughs> And so I, and so at the show, it's one of those things too, where my whole life has happened since then. Right. So I see this band I already love the homeless gospel choir. I listen to songs. I talked to the singer before the show Mm -hmm. and everything. And then afterwards I see this guy go up for Harley Poe and he looks exactly the same. Cause you know what I mean? Like he was a 23 year old Uh then now he's 43. He looks the same or whatever, you know, did you get to talk to him? And so uh, I messaged him on Instagram. I didn't get to talk to him in person, but it was so surreal because the voice is the same. The songs That's sound the really same. Nice. And I'm like, my whole adult life has happened in this period, yeah. you know? Uh, that was a very, I mean, that already was a great yeah. show. But then having my that life really did it. Um, God damn, Mike. Okay, right? so the last thing we like to yes. talk about is snacks. Yeah. Uh, what is there a Montreal treat? Is there something maybe your parents make that you always loved? What do you, when you got home at the beginning of this pandemic, what was the first thing you really wanted to get your shit in? Um, okay, so it, there's two categories. The first one is what my parents make, and, and the, s- the second one is what I uh, like when I get to Montreal, and that's a Montreal staple. Uh, what my, what my, yeah. my dad's always been the cook of my family, and he makes the best pasta sauce, and you can ask Shane Torres because he's come over for it. Uh, Ooh, is it called? Do you guys call it no, gravy? We're not those kind of. Oh. I never understood. <laughs> You're not no, that Italian. Well, like that's that's an American Italian thing, which I I slightly oh, okay. resent. I always thought calling it gravy sure. was gross. Um, but yeah. no, my dad makes the best meat sauce. He like learned it from my grandmother, and um, he spends like six hours making it, and it's um, and it's always like he does it with such pride, 
if if he makes it, we kind of like are like like ambivalent about it. We're like, yeah, it's all right, and he'll yeah. like take it really bad, and he but he won't admit that he's like he'll take it bad. He'll like be like, yeah. So now that you guys are full, you're ready to criticize, huh? Okay, and like, uh, but it's really like one of the one of the most comforting things in my life is that my dad makes amazing pasta sauce and he uh he loves doing it and he loves that i love it so much and he won't he won't say it but he was like he was like thrilled that i told i asked him to make it for when i was like a good friend of mine is in town do you mind making it and he was like uh you know i really was just hoping to like lie down and do nothing that day i'm like yeah. But he was, but I was like, oh, he's gonna put the pot on. He doesn't even have to be around it. He's gonna do it. He yeah. doesn't even care. It'd be funny if he was like, get <laughs> fucked, Mike. Go to McDonald's. Yeah, you yeah. piece of no, shit. No, he wasn't gonna do it. He was just like, he was just, <laughs> he was like quietly stoked about it, and I could tell. And I love that. Wow. And it's my favorite meal. Um, uh, all uh, which uh, which then leads me to like a polar opposite, which is um, uh, Montreal is known for two things in terms of cuisine, like Quebec. Montreal in particular is known for smoked meat sandwiches at Schwartz's, which are delicious, but not what I gravitate towards when I come back. That's kind of like the tourist meal, but is also like delicious. Sure. Like I went there with I went yeah. there with Shane. I went there with like Adam Caton Holland and Karen Wachtel. I've been there mm-hmm. with a bunch of comics and it's delicious. But when you come to Montreal you got to hit up what we call like the casse You got to go to like uh, Belle Provence. You got to go to like um, like La Fleur's. You got to go somewhere where they serve steamed hot dogs and poutine. And yeah. Ooh, yeah. So steamed hot dogs. Are roll. they together? So Wait. as like a, like a combo meal. But it's not like the poutine isn't on the hot dog. No, 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 no. Okay, good. Okay. No, no, no. I'm 100% in Yes. It. What's on that hot dog? What's on uh, so it depends on the day because if I'm like coming back home for the first time and I'm like I'm gonna so my favorite hot dog place closed down and that's uh that's a new bit that I I'm working on because my dad let me down easier about that than when my grandfather died. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm working on that bit, but because it's just so fucking nuts. But um, for yeah. me, if I'm if it's been like because most of the time it's like a year since I have a steamed hot dog, right? And I'm like. I love this mm-hmm. so much. You got to get one, what like one of each, which is you get one plain with no condiments on it, just a steamed hot dog. You get one with ketchup on it, just one like just solid line of ketchup. That's how I eat. But them. then you've also yeah. got what they called uh moutard chou, which is mustard and uh mustard and I guess sauerkraut, like it's co- uh coleslaw. Ooh. So mustard and coleslaw. Yeah. There it is. And so that's how like that when you say something like you want an all-dressed hot dog, you're usually saying mustard uh, um, coleslaw and relish, but the relish is so little mm-hmm. that it's basically mustard and coleslaw. But you go mustard and coleslaw, forget the relish; it doesn't matter. And that's like if you're if it's yeah. been a real while, I'm like I'm getting three hot dogs. It's gonna be those hot dogs. And then my favorite hot dog place used to do an Italian poutine, which for years I called blasphemous. Uh, but <laughs> the one place that did it right is now gone forever, and it's a real uh. shame. Because they were there for like 50, 60 years. And an Italian poutine is meat sauce on uh-huh. uh, on uh, a poutine instead of gravy. That seems weird. It's delicious. It sounds good, it's, but it seems when it's weird. Good, so you still got the yes, curds? absolutely. A poutine is not a poutine without the curds. Okay, I'm I saw somebody board. talking yeah, about a I'll restaurant in Denver owned by a comic, and I was like, you can't call this poutine. He's like, yeah, well, we can't get curds out here, so I'm trying to make things work. And I'm like... 
call them cheese fries, my dude. And he and somebody was like, come yeah, on, man, yeah. support the support. And I was like, fine, but I I'm stewing so under weird. it. Like I would be yeah. insulted if I ordered a poutine and somebody came out and they were like, yeah, we we used um we use Tex-Mex like pepper jack cheese. And I was I'd be like, take it back. This is yeah. not at all. There's no yeah. chance. I've had it. Same thing. I I uh when they is now is fried cheese considered poutine no, no. or not that's what i thought because a lot of places will have the uh fried cheese curds and it's like yeah it's well not, i mean it's, not I it's a variation right. on a poutine it's like it's fine to call that a poutine as long as it's curds you know what i mean if you have cheese yeah. curds over fries okay. with gravy or like a sauce that's Poutine. You can throw in like bacon or sausage or like hot dog slices yeah. or whatever you want in there. Duck. But, yeah, sure. Absolutely. The La Banquise is like this um, poutine place that only does poutine and they do like every different combination that you can think of. But the main thing is even when they have a dish that's like you can't have dairy and you take out the cheese curds, they don't call it a poutine either. They call it cheese. They call yeah. it like uh, good fritz sauce, which is a uh, fries and sauce. So fries and gravy because yeah. gravy is just sauce. I've had it in the states where they've made it, and I'll eat this because I sure. like garbage, but I understand it's not. Where they just take uh, like mozzarella, you know, like the the cheese yeah. strips where you pull the cheese. They just dice that and put that in there. I mean, and so it kind of it has the very similar taste and texture, but it's not. I'm I'm sure you know? it tastes good, and I'm sure it melts a lot yeah. more, but. Yeah. What you yeah, want is the squeaky curve. Well, we've established you're pro gatekeeping. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'll yeah, say yeah. I'll, I yeah. would eat that. That sounds better than what I would than than most of the stuff yeah. that I see online masquerading as poutine. Like there's a video of a of a Quebecois dude re, uh reacting to some chef being like, "I'm going to make a poutine." And it's like this British dude sure. making like like full potatoes instead of making fries he like dices them into like quarters and his cheese is parmesan yeah. and it's a bechamel sauce and it's like <laughs> that isn't poutine you can't how dare you that's fuck. um that's so fuck. yeah um uh, steamed hot dogs are my choice but a uh, poutine is very montreal a uh, very quebec um but steamed hot dogs is my choice for the segment god damn mm. Goddamn, Mike! That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what a what a fun Thanks show, for me, guys. Uh, the listeners, the NFers, they love you. Now, t- mm-hmm. uh, let them know uh, where they can get their pot your podcast. Mention mm-hmm. it again. Let them know where to follow you on the internet and plug your album. Uh, Will real do. Quick for uh, you can find me everywhere on uh, like Twitter and Instagram at Mike Carroza. M i k e c a r r o z z a. Mike dot com is my website. Uh, my podcast that I talked about earlier is called Bummer Boys, but it's stylized like a bad hardcore band. So it's X Bummer X Boys X. Yeah. So if you just type in X Bummer into like Apple Podcasts, you'll find it. Also on SoundCloud and Spotify and all that stuff, obviously. But uh, my album, it's coming out on Blonde Medicine Records. So anywhere they distribute, which is going to be, um, I, I'll see the most from it from iTunes. That's where like you can buy it. Sure. Uh, yeah. If you stream it on Apple Music, Spotify, all that stuff. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if if you hear it on SiriusXM, yeah. please tag me. It would make me very happy to know. Um, I'm just very, I'm proud of it. I recorded it in two nights in Toronto. Uh, it's just a, a collection of goofy bits. Uh, it's all about kind of taking your dumb thoughts and making them make people happy. Uh, and I, yeah, man, like I'm really proud of it. It's called Cherubic. It comes out September 4th. Fantastic. Pre-order is up and you'll get two tracks right now. And on Friday, you'll get a third before the Friday after, yeah. which is the nice. full release. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just really proud of it. I'm really stoked. Fantastic. And after you love know, a full go release. get that. 
He's very funny. Mike's a very funny comedian, so you definitely want to get that album. Um, thank you Thanks so much, man. Me. I had so much fun talking to you guys. I can't believe that that breezed right, by so quick. Time. It's like I can't believe it was yeah. very fast. Uh, and also, Reem missed a good 15 <laughs> minutes of it, so that was fun. Uh, it was three and a half. Reem, where can the listeners find you at, buddy? Oh, uh, Reemcore, R E A M K O R E, on anything. Hell yeah. But mostly Xbox nowadays. <laughs> sure, yeah. Playing some sports. Uh, you can find me at Patrick Casey. That's at P A T R I C K H S T A E. PatrickCasey.com uh, for all videos and whatever my EPs and stuff. Um, get on the Patreon if you're in a position where you can give us some money. Uh, give us $5, $10, you know, $75,000, whatever you want to do. Um, tell your friends, uh, be cool, never die. Uh, and as always, remember, if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. here. Welcome to BrainMachineNetwork.com. Wow, that's pretty good. Hell yeah. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.